2: Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales Revisited. This is Bob Shoy, and with me as always is Rick Dove. Hey, we're back, baby. We're back. And uh, the season of skepticism's just finished. I was going to hold this one off until next series, but I thought let's have a little bit of an epilogue because it's almost down the same path. Um, so this was your choice of topic, Rick. It is, in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> This, the person we're going to be speaking about had uh, quite an effect on me uh, when I was younger. Uh, you know, when I started getting into the paranormal, when, you know, sort of started when I was about 12 years old, watching the various bits and bobs we've spoken about before, like Michael Aspel's show and 14 TV, all that sort of thing. Then this show came around. Um, I'll, I'll let you pick it up <laughs> from there, Bob.
2: <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the late Derek Acora. Um, so. American listeners, I don't know how famous the show that he was involved in was, but he did a a, a British show called Most Haunted. Um, it was huge. It ran from 2002 to 2010, um, and he was involved in it from 2002 to 2005. So relatively short in its span, his running time, but made a big impression. And when people think of Most Haunted, they think of this guy. Definitely. Um, and Most Haunted is one of those, um, the camera crews go around old, supposedly haunted buildings with night vision on yep. and um, creep about and say, oh, did you hear that? And do all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and, EVP
1: recordings and the like. Yeah, it yeah.
2: up for the camera. And Derek was the part of the team who was like the psychic, right? The psychic mm, medium. The, the psychic medium, yes. Mm. So it was hosted by a woman named um, Yvette Fielding. And um there was a few she was like the main host, and there was a few other guys that weren't around with yeah. her. And Derek was sort of like the most memorable one.
1: Yeah, they kind of had like the camera people involved, the sound people are involved. Mm-hmm. Um and later on in the run as well, they got um, parapsychologists involved as well, who were sort of right. fact-checking things. Um, the, the main one, uh, we'll probably discuss later, was a chap called uh, Kira, sorry, Dr. Kieran O'Keefe. Oh. And uh, yeah, I know, get his title right. He, um, he started by sitting in the background and was analysing footage and would talk over it. But then he started getting pulled into the field and was actually out there doing the investigations as well.
2: Mm. So, Rick, how much did you watch Most Haunted when it was on?
1: i i loved it when i was younger it, right I, it, it launched in 2002 so yeah. I, w- I was the tender age of 17 you know thinking that i i knew the world and uh it was really beginning to understand things yeah and know, yeah, being someone who's into the paranormal seeing all these people out there you know with their, their shaky cams recording these things and all the live shows they did as well yeah it really sucked me in i absolutely loved it and there wasn't really anything that was ever like solid evidence of the paranormal, but there was a lot of stuff that at the time I would say seemed compelling to, to a younger me.
2: I think what it was is as a viewer, the the team that would go around would get so sucked into what was happening as you do when you're in these like locations. If you go to a place Mm. and someone says it's haunted at night and people are starting to get like, Oh, did you hear that? Oh, what's that? You, you start getting that buzz. You start getting carried away with it. Yeah. Uh, Even if you're not a believer, and everyone on the show would be getting that and then as a viewer you'd be like "Ooh, ooh, ooh," getting excited with them when they're saying oh what's that and they're like running around in night vision with the cameras around these hallways and stuff and yeah it would suck you in yeah
1: and you felt that sort of like sense of danger almost. like when things started kicking off uh, you you sat like oh my god oh my god are they okay (laughs) they got into it and during the live ones as well like what I remember from the live ones was a lot of camera cutting. they suddenly right. be like, right, we're going to go to, like, hallway number three, and it'd just be, like, the blank camera. Or, you know, you might get, like, a little orb floating, which is, you know, probably just sort of a fraction of IR of a piece yeah, of dust. They're yeah. like, "Oh, we're seeing orb activity. Yeah, but it would get you G'd up, especially when you're quite young and susceptible to that sort of thing.
2: So I actually, when it was first on, I, I never actually watched any of it um Ah. i was aware of it because it was like the biggest show it was like parodied Mm. everywhere and i'd see clips of it and i liked seeing the clips but i didn't watch it i didn't really know what channel it was on 2002 so i was just living with my dad and he wouldn't have watched it and um at that time the only telly in our flat was in his in the lounge and i would normally be on the telly in my room but that one Mm. didn't have like tv hooked up to i just was playing video games yeah so, or actually on the internet all the time, because then we had internet in the house and it's like, wow, I'm on MSN, I'm chatting to people all the time and all this stuff. Um, so I never watched it when it was first on, but I was aware of it.
1: Out of curiosity,
2: did you get into any
1: of the other sort of paranormal shows that are out there? Because I know there's quite a few, like, you know, like Ghost Hunters was another one that's a, a, an American show. And there's, there's quite a few that are out there, The only varying one, degrees of quality.
2: Yeah. The only one I really watched is the one I mentioned before, which is Strange But True, Mm, yeah. um, that was when I was much younger. But when I was a teenager, which is the time when when um most haunt came on and all these other shows started co- appearing, I really didn't watch much telly at all. Um mm. and since then I've never really watched much telly actually. So I've I, I'm always aware of these things but only through clips. Actually I did there was a short span of time where I was seeing a girl when I was uh, in my teens and she mm. was well into it. Ah. So I have seen some of it around her house and she would like talk about it. And there was a few um quote unquote haunted places near where I used to live. And mm. I was like, Yeah, I can take you to that church. Oh yeah, yeah I can take you there. <laughs> and um, you know, just walk around our graveyard at night with my friends and that that's it. And <laughs> it's a date, is it? Her being like, Wow, this is like most haunted, you know. <laughs> um but that, Yeah, yeah. so I never watched much of it, like all the famous clips I didn't see whilst watching, I've seen them after, because there's some very yeah. notorious clips from this show. Very. Um, but yeah, I didn't watch them contemporaneously when it was on. Mm. So. But yeah, we're going to do a little bit of a bio on Derek, a short one, um, mm. and we're going to talk a bit about some of the famous bits from the show, and um, yeah, some of the developments that came from that show, and, and what happened after.
1: Yeah, so, um, yes, Mr. Akora was uh, was born on the 27th of January in 1950. He's up in my neck of the woods, My for, for the American listeners. Um, I was I was born in the south of England, but I now live in the north. I live in the town of Preston in Lancashire, and uh, young Derek was born in Bootle. And then he moved to a place called Scarisbrick near Southport, where he can get some cracking fish and chips, by the way.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know Southport well. becca has got family there.
1: Oh, excellent. Yeah, if, um, for for anyone visiting, go to the Swan. They do the best fish <laughs> and chips you're going to find. It is beautiful.
2: American listeners should know that Rick just revealed that he lives in Lancashire. I live in Yorkshire, famous rival counties. Mm.
1: <laughs> but we're trying to heal the rift, two Southerners.
2: Yeah, we're bringing it. That's the whole point of revisiting. We're trying to like just cheer up the relations between Lancashire and Yorkshire a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, so uh,
1: Mr. Okura claimed that his first experience with spiritualism happened when he was six, and he said that he apparently saw his deceased grandfather inside his grandmother's house. Um, interestingly, his grandmother was a psychic herself, and Derek went on to say that that would later influence his decision to uh, become a professional medium, quote-unquote.
2: Mm. I just see this is interesting because we've gone down different routes of research. You've got these facts. I didn't know this. I didn't know any of this. Uh. <laughs> My research today has just been watching stupid YouTube videos of him getting quote unquote possessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I wanted to, to try and do him a little bit of justice, you know. Like, yeah, I, do, I don't don't lay straight into him. So,
2: well, the, the interesting thing is, listeners might know because you've mentioned it before. You're you you have no love for psychic mediums in general. I
1: I don't yeah um you might remember back at the start of the series of skepticism when we were talking about the nature of uh, was it the soul we did um no that was prior to that my god no the um, first one was just we were just talking about skepticism it was just plain in skepticism general. yeah yep. so at the end of that one I implored psychic mediums to jump off a bridge so
2: uh... <laughs> and then maybe a day later he said maybe we should do Derek Akora from Weird Tales Revisited we and I was like uh oh he's recently dead <laughs> yeah
1: it's I, I'm not doing this from a place of disrespect, but I, I think whilst we're talking about scepticism, and I, I made that bold statement, I, I, mm. I think it's fair to, to talk about it a little bit and talk about what we dislike about them.
2: But Akura himself is a fascinating man. So yeah, let, let's continue. So he, he wanted to walk in his grandmother's footsteps. Was it his grandmother? It was, yeah. Grandmother's yeah. footsteps.
1: But interestingly, he started um, as, a, as a football player.
2: Yeah, that's the thing I knew.
1: Yeah, so he played first for for the team Bootle Boys, and uh, mm. then he played for uh, Wrexham's Academy side when he was 13, and uh, he actually signed up on schoolboy terms with Liverpool, apparently, so he was, he was yeah. actually doing quite well. But there, there was a story that he would apparently often tell uh, where one of his uh, teammates, a, a guy called Emlyn uh, Hughes, uh, had just bought a new car, and a Cora come and told him to be careful with it. Um and then Hughes turned up late for training the very next day, having written off the car. Oh and then his manager, uh, I believe his name is Bill Shankly, if I remember correctly. Um he heard of Akura's mediumship and that what he had said, and apparently he turned he turned around to Akura and said, Son, where did you get all this from? You leave that at home. You just bring your boots and you play football.
2: <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's kind of fair enough. <laughs>
2: Is if someone said to me, "You want to be careful in that car," and then I read it off, I'd be like, "Did you cut my brakes?" Yeah, exactly. I would be really yeah. suspicious of him. Mm-hmm.
1: But but then just uh, to twist the dagger a little bit on his ex-manager, Cora also apparently claimed to have spoken to the spirit of Shankly in the years following his death. So. Uh... He capitalised on that as well.
2: Yeah, he's done that a few times, as we'll find out later.
1: <laughs> yeah. But then um, after that, he uh, he took a position playing for a team called USC Lion in Australia, but his career was cut short due to an injury. And then he returned home to England shortly afterwards due to feeling homesick. And then he started working as a medium pretty much straight away. And he took the surname Acora, which he claims comes from a Dutch ancestor. But I couldn't find anything to back that up.
2: Yeah. So born Derek Johnson. And yeah. And then yeah, took on the name Acora. I couldn't find out where he got the name Akura from. Hmm. But um, yeah. yeah,
1: that's the only thing is one quote from him where he said it's from a, a Dutch ancestor right, I don't know okay. if that's something he actually looked up or someone mm-hmm. he spoke to from beyond the grave. Mhm.
2: So he did so do some other TV work before Most Haunted, right?
1: Did he? I I couldn't find anything actually.
2: I I think he did. I couldn't find clips of it or anything, but I think he did a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I thought I had seen that That's he'd done clip. other TV work.
1: Oh, no, here you go. So I'm, I'm quoting the Wikipedia here, so sorry, listeners. Oh, Haunting it, Truths. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's working for the, the satellite TV channel Granada Breeze in 1996. That's and then he worked what for I a, saw. Something called Live Time before appearing on Psychic Live Time. And he also appeared on a show called Predictions. And right. then it was changed to predictions with Derek Akora. Oh, mm. so
2: he was becoming known already.
1: A star was rising.
2: Oh, so so the thing I'd seen Haunting Truths was the working title for Most Haunted. Ah, so in two thousand one, he signed up to to work for Haunting Truths, um, and then yeah, when that started in two thousand two, it became Most Haunted. Yeah.
1: Ah. Okay. So, I, th- I think one thing that the listeners are going to really need to understand about Derek Acora is Sam. So, for the uninitiated, um, if you ever look up any clips of Derek Acora, you might see him walking around going, What's that, Sam? What was that, Sam? Sam was Derek Acora's <laughs> spirit guide. Um, so... Derek claimed that he first met Sam in a previous life when he was an Ethiopian boy. That's, that's Derek. Um, he allegedly told the, the Nottingham Post, um, I first met my spirit guide Sam in a previous lifetime when I was an Ethiopian boy, and Sam was a friend of the family. This is about 2,038 years ago. He said, Sam was an oracle with psychic powers who travelled from village to village. When my village was attacked by some maraudering invaders, I heard the screaming and I scampered away. When it settled, I crawled back to find my family had been massacred. Two, two days and nights passed before Sam arrived and shouted my name out. From then on, I travelled with him. Um, Then, in this life, Derek says he was introduced to Sam by his grandmother when he was a child. And, you know, once again, his grandmother was a working psychic medium. So, the poor spirit of Sam waited for over 2,000 years just to be capitalised on for a low-rent TV show.
2: The thing is, right, so you're telling me that, and I can imagine Derek telling that story. Mm. And the thing is with Derek is you kind of want to believe him because he's incredibly charismatic Very. and has a way of carrying himself and spinning a yarn that makes you want to go along with it because he adds in these details and he, he strings you along with it. Mm. Um, and yeah, so what he would do on Most Haunted listeners, he would, um, I mean, if people from the UK probably already know what his quote-unquote possessions were like but Mm. if you're not basically he would be talking about uh generally he would be talking about the place like yeah i can feel a certain feeling in this building um it was this historically and then suddenly he would start talking in a different voice and it would be like he's, he's become overcome by the spirit he's talking about um and it's really amusing and engrossing is captivating isn't it like you're like very yeah especially (laughs) because
1: on the show they allege that he never had any background information on the locations that they were going to that's true so he wouldn't know anything about any of the people and what they would do is they would overlay on screen information about the people he was claiming to be possessed by and when you're watching this especially as i say when you're young and impressionable it's like holy fuck this dude's actually possessed by this person yeah and it's coming up on screen saying oh this person lived here in like 1688 and they were a washer maid or
2: whatever yeah it's
1: it's quite it, it is quite fascinating and compelling but
2: I did yeah. like it. A lot of the clips I saw that he would say like, you know, oh, I'm Rory or whatever. And then the, the thing that came up would be like, there is no evidence of someone called Rory from this location. <laughs> there's a lot of that, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. <laughs> but but you still like, oh, well, they don't have it on record, but he's found this Rory. Um, yeah, exactly, you know, yeah. So I thought for the listeners to understand what it's like, do you know the clip where he's Godfrey Parks?
1: Oh, I don't, know. So I one. thought
2: this was a good clip. It's about a minute and a half long, but it's a good one because it gives, because a lot of the clips on YouTube are the ones that are more like the more infamous ones. Yes. But the one where he's Godfrey Parks is just a good example of him doing Derek being Derek, basically. Yeah, Being a bit of a Derek. Go for it.
3: He was a killer never caught. He was a killer that covered up. And escape the justice of man. He's trapped in this atmosphere for all time. Of our time. Unless he gives up this man. He's still replaying. And there's not a... Talk about repent. He hasn't got a repent bone about him. He's he's just like... the, The surety, if not the non-purity of evil that runs through even his spirit body. He is an, an angry soul that doesn't, he does not require, he does not wish, he wishes to be left alone. <laughs> Leave me. Leave me. out. Get out. Get out. You and you.
2: That little bit there, where he went and you, is so theatrical because he gets into the camera and points at the camera like he's wow. talking to the viewers. Uh, there's a little <laughs> bit of him wandering around with just the eerie music, but there's a. I'll just play a lover. The next little bit of this as well.
1: Go
0: for it.
3: Godfrey, why are you so angry? Why do you talk to me? Why do you talk to me? Because I'm inquisitive. This belongs to me! Do you hear me? Belongs to me! No one else! No one else! Me!
2: Godfrey Parks. Godfrey Parks. Um, so that's a good example of just him doing a Derek, doing a possession thing where he slips into the voice I'd suggest that
1: any listeners go and actually watch a clip though, like like yes. pause pause this right now and go and watch a clip because seeing him do it is yes. way different from hearing it because he is so theatrical. Like he would be getting up in people's faces on the yes. crew and like shouting at them sometimes, and it's it's really quite compelling.
2: Yeah. So in that clip, there's the the, the long stretch in the middle where it's quieter. He's just sort of in character, sort of puffed up, arms back, strutting around, head up, looking at people, getting in people's mm. faces, muttering under his breath. He's totally in character. He's like he's doing improv. Mm.
1: Yeah, completely. And that's what it was like every time he got possessed. And there's always like the voices that came along with it as well. You know, like so if if he was scared, he'd be he'd be talking yeah. like this, like, I don't wanna be here. I don't wanna be here. But then yeah, he could be the big yeah. angry person as well, and it, it is actually quite imposing.
2: Yeah so and there's some real um infamous clips uh i don't know if you any you know any sort of real infamous moments from most haunted rick
1: infamous good or infamous bad the ones that i want to talk about infam- uh either either <laughs> the, the big one is is obviously creed cafer
2: well we'll come to creed cafer later i think okay because that's okay. that's gonna Sorry. be where the episode pivots a bit i think
1: okay all right, so um, no, I mean, not that I can think of off the top of my head. So if, if you've got any, please play them. This is gold.
2: I, I, I've got two here that I'd like to play. There's the one um, where he um, actually had to get restrained. Do you know that one where he's going, Confrontation.
1: Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> yeah, that one actually quite shit me up when I first yeah. watched that. It's intense. Yeah, this,
2: this one, it really is like, um, he they had to restrain him because he got very intense um so yeah i'll play i'll play um play a little bit of this i'll play the first sort of minute of this where he's really starts getting angry mm. oh i'll say as well at the beginning here you can hear yvette talking to the ghost and she's saying that the ghost is a coward and that's what sets him off being angry
3: that's a shame then obviously a complete coward confrontation <laughs> Confrontation.
2: <laughs> so at this point he's walking around with his head like hung like Yvette's basically set him off as soon as he starts he looks up and shouts confrontation by the way she gets up and runs away <laughs> and now he's strutting around with his head down
3: Oh, yes, sir. Eh? That's what you want. Hey! Come on, Derek. Derek, 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 Derek. You. Derek. Come here. Derek. 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 Come forward. Derek. Come Derek. 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 Come Derek. 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 Come Derek. 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 Derek believed he'd been possessed by the spirit who supposedly slaughtered children and subsequently had been hanged. This experience left him completely drained and it took the crew a while to calm him down.
1: So there we go. (laughs) I I think it worked so well, though, because... Like, who he is normally, like, you know, he he sort of talks like this and he's very mild-mannered. And he's like, hello, how you doing? Like, we're just here. We're just having a look around. And then when he suddenly snaps like that and he's shouting it in people's faces, it's that change that makes it so believable. So that
2: that big clatter in that video, he grabbed a lamp and threw it at the crew. And then the crew dive in and they're like, they're like tackling him. And um, there's like two or three of them holding him down. And they're going like, Derek, Derek, come back, Derek, sort of thing. So that's what's it. happening there on top of him on the floor. So that was a, a very infamous uh, you know, he's he's lost it. But he did get angry mm. a few times. There's one clip where he's like right up in a vet's face, really snarling. That's that's gross. That's what
1: I remember the most, just screaming at her. And she stands her ground though, doesn't she? Yeah. She stays
2: there. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come to that clip again a bit later. I haven't actually got that clip to play, but I want to talk mm. about that a bit later regarding something else, because it's a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and then the other sort of really infamous clip that I've got. Uh, do you know mm. about Mary loves Dick? Yes, <laughs> yes. Mary loves Dick. Mary yeah. loves Dick. So this is, him. this is another great example to play because this is another one of him talking normally and then slipping in and out of the character as he talks. Um, but I want to say that when he does say the lines, Mary loves Dick... <laughs> Everyone is carrying on the conversation as normal, but Yvette has got her hand over her mouth, where she's obviously, obviously (laughs) trying not to giggle. Um, So let's we might as well just do the Mary Love Stick, and I've got a little treat after this one as well.
3: Oh, brilliant! Not because, basically, I know the name Robert walks around, and I know Mary does, but there's this peace and calm of spiritual activity there with. uh... You alright? What is it, Derek? You're right. Mary loves Dick. Mary loves Dick. Harry loves Dick. That's it. (coughs) Mm Don't say all that, those things about him. Don't. Who are you? <sighs> you all right? right. You are right. Just for a moment, uh, that energy came in and there's annoyance. A nice lady, but I feel as if she's got this great love um, for Dick. All right. For Dick. Okay. Great love. Co- you know, um covers him up. Um, covers him up are they are they related or are they yes cl- they related yes right. she covered him up she helped him how do you mean covered him up how did she cover him up Sam she pre- protected him right. with who the only two that protected him were herself Mary and Betty Mary and Betty okay
2: <laughs> so so there we go the, the Mary loves <sighs> dick is so infamous but then when she's like she has this great love of dick I love how <laughs> <casually> he <laughs> says so that sincere. afterwards <laughs> beautiful but it's funny uh, because the other guy you can hear the other guy like asking him questions about it and Yvette has basically got her hand over her mouth the whole the whole time <laughs> um but the, so I saw that clip uh, a few places today but I found one version of that clip which has um when they actually recorded it it's the original recording bit because it's um it's it's the clip after they finished rolling uh, when Yvette can finally start laughing about what oh, brilliant! <laughs> so they're sort of waiting for the camera to cut and then um, we got this because it's like Derek didn't even realise how ludicrous what he said was. He's sort of, of like, of dev- like shocked when they're laughing about it. <laughs> the best bit of
3: that was mary loves oh, dick i <laughs> <Stop laughs> me, i, I could not stop laughing i, saw you, I thought and she, i she protects him she covers him up uh, huh? <laughs> Well, I thought i thought oh, I, I, oh, I have
2: the piece it. together there in oh, uh-huh. They, what do you want Mary loves dick.
3: Mary loves dick. <laughs> Nobody was looking at Mary loves dick. Mary loves dick.
2: Like Mary piece loves dick. No, 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 no. no. That was so bloody <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, fair play. So you can hear Derek go, no, 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 about it in the background oh, that's there, great. which I find <laughs> funny as well.
1: I've got to say, though, I actually always really liked Evette Fielding. She always tried yeah. to keep things serious, down to earth, tried not to over-exaggerate too much. And she's always a pretty good presenter. I've got to give it to her.
2: Yeah, yeah, she was good. She was fun because she would get into it. And when she was into it, you would be like, ooh, they've got Definitely. a vet on this one. So I'm, yeah. she's going, I'm in with this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> So, um, I think we talked about, um, he recently died. So 2020, mm. he died at the he age did. of 69, mm. uh, January, 2020. So he didn't just before the, the shit really hit the fan. <laughs> 2020, yeah. He got out just in time. Um, basically it was like super sudden pneumonia, Russian hospital coma, developed into sepsis, gone. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A real sort of quick thing. Um, But he was sort of still doing psychic stuff, not with Most Haunted, but in general in TV, like right up into his death. He was, yeah. Yeah, somehow
1: he still was. He was still getting those gigs.
2: Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll play one more clip in a sec. So what we'll do is I'll play this one more clip. This is from 2018. And it's him reflecting on maybe one of his just, it was interesting to see him late in his life. Hmm reflecting on Most Haunted, but still with um, enthusiasm of, like, oh, this was a scary thing that happened to me. Mm. And then we'll talk about why he left the show in 2005. Um, so this is it's actually him being interviewed regarding a panto that he was appearing in,
0: <laughs> of course.
2: Um, but they're just the presenter, I, just, I like this clip because it was at the end of his life, and the guy was just saying, oh, tell me one of your, your scariest moments from doing the show.
1: Hmm. What's, what's the hairiest moment that you've had whilst filming shows like Most Haunted?
3: Most Haunted, I suppose it was in uh, the third series and then a live that we did there. It was at uh, a wine bar called Brannigans in Manchester off the main street. You say, wine bar? Well, I even said that because you went through the back you climbed these metal ladders up to that, that height of the ceiling. You look through and you're in a church with a big old organ. What have you? And What actually happened there to me? I rather foolishly allowed a spirit man, okay, some people call them ghosts, a spirit man, to I channeled his energy. I agreed to it, um, and it worked against me because he virtually crippled me. Uh, my legs, just my legs were taken from underneath me, and uh, what else can I was going to say, it took eight hours. For the blood circulation in my body to get back to so its normal self, um, and my wife was there beyond the scene. She was very upset, and I said, I "I'll never channel to that depth ever again."
2: So there go. it was just interesting to hear him talking, not doing it, but talking about it and telling the story. And even then, he's almost sort of good at spinning a yarn. You're like, "Oh yeah, mm. go on then, go on then, yeah."
1: It's the sincerity. He, he was a he was yeah. a weaver of stories. This what he was good at. Definitely had that dramatic lilt. He could have been an actor. Not a very good one. No. <laughs> Daytime
2: you're... TV sort of actor. Yeah, quite hammy, but you would watch mm. him because it's compelling. Yeah, it's passable. Yeah. So, why did he leave Most Haunted, Rick? So, there was there was a there was a build-up.
1: There were three separate incidents that led to him leaving the show. The first one was during an investigation in Bodmin Jail, which is a notorious jail in the UK, apparently very haunted, and they went and did an investigation there. The show's parapsychologist who we talked about earlier, Dr. Kieran O'Keefe, had had his doubts about Derek for quite some time. So Dr. O'Keefe uh, decided to come up with a little test. So he created the the name Creed Kafer And he said that this was a South African man who was previously head jailer at the jail and was a very violent man. Hmm. In reality, the name was an anagram of Derek Faker. To to quote Dr. O'Keefe directly, he says, I wrote down the name and I asked another member of the crew to mention it to Derek before filming. I honestly didn't think Derek would take the bait, but during filming, he actually got possessed by my fictional character.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll actually, when we when I put the episode together, I'll edit in the clip here of him becoming Creed Kafer. so you yeah, can hear he cool. gives it as much umph, voom as he does with any of the other possessions. He really mm. goes in with Creed <laughs> Um So I'll play that clip now. Okay. Oh,
1: is he is he telling you something? Derek, this time I'm giving you a name.
0: Creed. Keith.
3: Creed. Keith. I'm that. Derek. 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 Carl, come forward,
2: Derek. So there we go. That was uh, him announcing his downfall, basically. <laughs> Yeah, extremely embarrassing, and when you when you know the story
1: behind it, it is just cringe-inducing. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then after that, um, Doctor O'Keefe uh, carried on. So the next shoot they did was at a place called Prudhoe Palace in Cornwall, and Doctor O'Keefe made up yet another fictional character. This time mm-hmm. it was Highwayman Rick Edels. Mm-hmm. This time an anagram of Derek Lies, and. <laughs> Sure enough, Derek once again made contact with the dead outlaw. (laughs) And Kieran came around and said, in my professional opinion, we're not dealing with a genuine medium. he said, when Derek is possessed, he's doing it all consciously. And all we're seeing is showmanship and dramatics. Yeah. Which is very true. But then he took it another step further, because apparently that wasn't enough to disprove it. So they had an investigation at a place called Kragevar Castle, which is up near Aberdeen. And once again, I'll quote Dr. O'Keefe directly, just to do it justice. He said, I made up stories about Richard the Lionheart, a witch, and Richard's apparition appearing to walk through a wardrobe. The lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. And true to form, Derek mentioned all of Kieran's stories, and even though Richard the Lionheart reigned 500 years before Kragivar Castle was even built. Hmm... Yeah.
2: So I think some of the things that led him um, to question Derek's authenticity is like he was getting more and more ballsy with some of the statements he would make on the show. Mm. I watched a clip earlier, I don't know if you've seen this one, where he's holding a skull and Mm. he's saying it's the skull of this woman who was killed and um, it linked to the murderer... This guy called Theo murdered this woman called Sally. And he was like, yeah, the skull's really old. It's from the 17th century. Hmm. Um, and the pop-up that came up is like, this is a Viking skull. <laughs> like, wow. th- yeah, like, he's just spinning this yarn based on this skull. <laughs> um, that's another one. I'll put a clip. I've got a clip of that somewhere. I'll put in a clip of that for the listeners as well. Are you
3: able to, to give us a date? on this?
2: Yeah. Um...
3: It's early 17th century, this. This is not new, okay? Do we know what connection those two would have had with each other? She would have been in awe of this man, this man's position. I would have done, you know, it's like him clicking his fingers. And she was there to his beck and call. And, um, which is very rare for me. To pick up on anything psychometrizing of a sexual nature, where I feel definitely again we have something where this man had this soul under control. He most definitely killed this female.
2: He killed. Yeah, as he's talking about this skull, it it was actually confirmed as a Viking skull. But he's saying, yeah, this is early. It's from the 17th century. This is you know this is what's linked me to these this murder. Yeah, mm. as a Viking skull. So he was getting more and more brash, I think, with some of the outrageous things yeah. he was saying. Because it's getting into its third, fourth series now, and he's you know got to keep the fireworks going.
1: Yeah, and 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 therein lies my main problem with the whole idea of psychic mediums is that they can say whatever the hell they want, and it's mostly unverifiable. Mm-hmm. And you can go away and say, oh, they didn't know anything about location, they didn't do any research. But uh, some of the things that Derek would come out with about these characters, it was. It's just too in depth. Mm-hmm. Just too in depth. And you, there, you know, that's three instances on the same show where he's been proven to be a faker. A fourth one with that skull scenario as well. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me a man like that is genuine. Like that, that, that to me, utterly takes away any shred of credibility he may have had.
2: He he tried to claw it back. So obviously they asked him to leave,
1: mm. uh,
2: and the show was carried on being successful for another five years. But. Um, it- he did later say oh it was all fake Most haunted they would set things up i tried to keep it real as possible and they would set things up and you know it isn't all it is a little bit set up because i saw clips today and i was like it's supposed to be spontaneous and derek's like wait there's something upstairs and he runs up there and the camera's following him like they're chasing him and he Mm. leans into this nook and but the shot is from a camera that's already placed inside the nook. So it's like, oh, they knew he was going to be looking in here. So it's it's TV. It's reality TV at the end of the day. And he's putting on a, a show, and a really good show. And yeah. it was the reason it was popular. And one of the main reasons was Derek.
1: It was, most definitely.
2: Yeah. But yeah, he was fired. But then
1: he still carried on. He stayed on TV. He remained doing spiritual medium yeah, yeah. uh, on on telly. Um, made some pretty sick claims, actually. The The one that really got me is he claims to have spoken with the spirit of Madeleine McCann and yeah. confirmed her death. Like, that, that is just fucked up. And he, he did apologise to the parents in the end, but Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah, I felt like towards that era, there was a few instances where it's like, oh, maybe he's sort of like down in the public consciousness, so he'd make some grand claim. So, yeah, mm. I've got the 2012 claim to be contacted by Madeline McCann, blah, blah, blah. I've got that one. Mm. Um, He did a famous TV show in 2009. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) Which I didn't know about until today. And when I read that this was a thing, I burst out laughing (laughs) in my spare room. So in 2009, he did a television show called Michael Jackson, The Live Seance, (laughs) Uh, which was then voted to be the worst TV program of 2009.
1: Oh, it was yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you want to see a room full of delusional ourselves all going at it, it's beautiful. There's there's tears, there's laughter, there's everything. It, grab the popcorn and have a watch. It is it is a
2: laugh. It is outrageous. Oh, so this reminds. Me, so um, I, earlier on, I said there's that that clip where he's really getting in a vet's face, mm. and he's like calling her a hussy and things like right up in her face. You're a hussy. You're yeah. a hussy. And I'm like, well, and she's like you say, she's just like carry on. What's your surname? And she's really just like asking him questions. Yeah. So I, it's not surprising to me when he was outed as being a fraud. She sort of really, they really sort of fell out. They didn't talk anymore after that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not surprised because if she believed him when they're recording, and she said um, what she said when she was asked about it afterwards, she said uh, we tell ev- we tell people everything is real. Then it turns out that he was a fake, so he had to go. Mm-hmm. That's what she said when they asked when she was asked about it. Yeah. Him. And. Um, and he was like, it's really sad. Like, Yvette doesn't speak to me. We didn't have to fall out over it and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, if she knows everything that you did was a fake and you were, like, getting up in her face and stuff like that, a little yeah. bit uncomfortably... That clip's very uncomfortable where he's up in her face. Extremely, yeah. I If I was her, I would look back at that clip and go, ugh... Yeah, it's horrible. It's like yeah. it's it's lying to your face and yeah.
1: also kind of takes a bit of her credibility away as well, unfortunately.
2: Exactly. I actually saw a clip um it was like another one of those backstage clips from a chat show she was on and mm. the guy um sort of leans back in his chair in the clip and it's he almost like falls back a bit and he it's not on the actual episode, it's like between takes and he starts laughing he goes, "Oh, bit of panto there. Almost did a bit of a Derek Accord." <laughs> and they start laughing and she's like she calls him like oh that lying bastard or something <laughs> So yeah. she had no love no no love for Derek after these incidents rightly so I mean
1: to be fair I can't name anything of has been on since unfortunately mm. I, I, I I might have to have a little look up see where she got to because as I say she she was compelling she was good yeah. she she did a research no problem with her whatsoever
2: yep yeah. um so yeah 2009 Michael Jackson 2012 um mm. do you, is there any other specific stuff? That you wanted to mention that he did?
1: No, not particularly. No.
2: The only one I've got is uh, 2017. He was a contestant on Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, of course! How could I forget? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. He came uh, joint fourth with him and Sam.
2: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I will play a little clip here of his time mm. on Big Brother. I've got. Um, I don't know. It was Amer- it's America's Big Brother, don't they?
1: Yes, they do. Yeah, they didn't escape. Everywhere's got Big Brother.
2: So I thought, we, Big Brother always gets the, uh, let's have a look at your best bits. So I thought I'd play, let's have a look at Derek Acora's best bits from the Big Brother thing. Why not?
3: I'm Derek Acora. I'm sincere, spiritual-minded for a man who has fun running through his bones. Derek is my... Boy! If I can't have him,
0: you can't have him. Derek brings wisdom.
3: You want the crystal to so cause positive things for you. Ah! Derek. <laughs> a very gifted man. Oh, no, I'm frightened. Okay. I'd like to take you on a journey, connecting with the world of spirits. Unsettles people, this stuff. Can
1: you see the future?
3: He glimpse into certain aspects, yeah. Whoa! Two brothers, one good, not so good. Malcolm.
2: I wasn't quite buying it. <laughs> I am the spirit of the soul souls. So, so.
0: Derek, you two-faced
3: snake. What? It's only a tweet, mate. Go, Derek! He's like the grandfather of everyone in the house. What a great guy. La, 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 la. I prefer to be in here than go on a holiday.
0: I love Derek. He's always so positive. Yeah.
2: So there we go. That was Ed from uh, The Big Brother House in 2017.
1: Once again, clips are on YouTube. Go have a watch. Yeah,
2: Ridiculous. I would, all these clips... You really should go and seek him out because there are some of them clips in there where he's wearing like a leopard skin like leotard and lifting weights
1: um <laughs> <laughs> need I say more even his wikipedia uh picture's great. it looks like he's always got like a shark skin suit on yeah it's terrible, <laughs> so shiny,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean he gets stuck in, he goes all out, yeah. Well,
1: if if we're talking about Mr. Akora, someone that I I do have to mention, um, who's just a good uh, t- as a as a sticking point against the psychic world in general, is is the man I I love, Darren Brown. Mm. Amazing man,
2: amazing man. He he's not a fan of Derek Akora. I actually saw a no. negative post he posted about that um, Michael Jackson <laughs> seance yeah. today. When I searched Michael Jackson seance, the first thing that came up on my Google was Darren Brown doing a blog post about it
1: yeah uh when i was when i was actually uh i was was watching a little video of Darren brown's um which is called the man who contacts the dead it's available on youtube it's fantastic it's old it's him talking about things like cold reading and Mm -hmm. like the the general process that mediums use and he basically does live on stage readings and oh i've seen that yeah yeah it's really really good it's great but when i was thinking about Darren, the thing that got me was his opening statements and some of this kind of applies to Derek because Darren always says that he uses a combination of magic, suggestion, psychology, misdirection and showmanship Mm -hmm. and if you think about Derek Akura, right there suggestion, psychology, misdirection, showmanship Mm. take away the magic you know and that is his bag that's what he did.
2: He's doing the same thing but sort of um saying it as if it's the real deal not yeah. that it's a show which is what yeah. what Darren does yeah
1: exactly yeah almost like the old uh, the old victorian sort of uh, mediums and séances of the mm-hmm. day um, mm-hmm. they obviously used their powers for ill and Darren was one of the first people to stand up and expose this sort of thing and he does it in such a compelling way because he's actually doing like the cold reading he's talking to these people delving into their past and finding out their dead relatives these people look shocked to shit and he's yeah. being honest and open about it saying no these are my methods
2: it's far from being any less impressive. It's actually way more impressive because you're like, this is how you do it. Whoa. And it's not like mm. some of those like magician's secrets shows where you're like, oh, you've taken the fun out of it. The way mm. he explains these things it actually makes it more impressive when you see it in action. You're like, wow.
1: That's definitely.
2: Yeah. Definitely. I don't know if you've ever seen um, Darren Brown live.
1: Um, only on TV. Unfortunately, I'd love to see him live.
2: Oh no! I, I no, I managed to go to one of his live shows. Oh, uh, you lucky bastard! At the Oxford Theatre one year, um, and it is really amazing to do I like bet. to be there live. And it did make me a little tight chested because there's bits where he's like, you know, stand up, and you all have to stand up, and you're doing different things, and he's like, if you mm. start feeling uncomfortable with this. Just feel free to opt out. And there was a point where I was like, I got to sit down. I'm getting like <laughs> lightheaded. I don't like this. And I had to sit down. And in the end, there was only like two people left and he got them up on stage and did some stuff. But it was um, really amazing. Like, if you get a chance to see this, the listeners, where if you get a chance to see him live, it's always an amazing show. Yeah. I mm. know um, Siler that we had on the Magic episode is a huge fan of Darren Brown. He was uh, really inspired by him and actually got to meet him and had a one on one conversation with him when he was in Aylesbury one time oh wow um, which he said was a real highlight for him and he, I know he always goes to his live shows and stuff like that so yeah interesting stuff and
1: the thing I love about him he's uh, a fellow ex-ginger turned baldy so yeah <laughs> in the same camp
2: <laughs> so that's um that's all I've got on Derek um I know you said you wanted to put out a challenge as we could true towards to the to the end of the episode
1: I, I do I do um something that i just want to put out there first just a little bit of silliness so i i keep mentioning this to everyone i sent you a message about it the other night actually bob but there's, there's a, a comedy group i found recently uh called auntie donna and they've got a, a netflix show called auntie donna's big old house of fun and there's an episode they do about the olympics and in there there's a um a sketch that's about a psychic called blair Boyant, the clairvoyant uh if you've got netflix fire it up and try to find it because they're hilarious they're a good bunch of lads But yes, um, challenge. I kind of want to throw down a little bit because I I know there's been some feedback. People saying that I'm a a bit too sceptical, I'm a bit too negative about these things. And I've said this before, I want to believe. I genuinely, genuinely (laughs) do. I I won't shoot down anything if the evidence is compelling. So I officially put out a challenge to anyone who claims to be a psychic medium or anyone knows a medium who is willing to participate. I will sit for a full reading. I will answer any questions posed with 100% honesty. My challenge is this. So like everyone else, I've got people in my life who have passed away. And I want to challenge a medium to tell me the names of three of those people, their relationship to me, and how they died. And I would challenge them to name two of my family members and one friend who's passed away. And I don't want any wishy-washy cold reading with leading questions. You know, no shotgunning. Or you know, I'm starting to get a name that begins with a B or a C or a D. You know, not that sort <laughs> of crap. If you claim to have psychic ability, that by definition means you claim to have paranormal insight. And I would expect a reading to adhere to those terms. If anyone out there is willing, please prove me wrong. I really want you to. We would do this via a video conference, and I would like if Bob could sit on there as well, um, just to be part of it. And I will be faithful to any terms agreed. That is a solemn promise to come at me.
2: <laughs> I um, First, I'm hearing of the challenge. But yeah, I'm I'm game. I'll sit in on this. I would love... I, I've been wanting to get a psychic medium on the show, basically, since we started. So, like Rick said, if you know someone or are someone who claims to be a psychic medium we come into this stuff open-minded we want it to work we want it to be proven we want we want to be proven wrong like rick said so you know i've did i did the um astrology episode and things like that and um tis got regressed and things like that we all went into this stuff we didn't take the piss we're interested Mm. um so, yeah, I, I would be up for it. Rick, I will say, good luck. I don't think anyone, there's going to be any takers. Um, I don't. Because when I've put out for this sort of thing in the past, people just are just so worried that we're just going to take the piss out of them, which is not what we do on the show. But No, no. For it, example, it, this episode about Derek Cora, I don't think we've been taking the piss out of him that much. If anything, we said he was a great showman.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're not here to try and tear people down. We're not going to rip into you. We're not going to insult you. I just, I I really want to believe. And if anyone's got any proof that can compel me, then hell, please throw it my way. I've said it so many times, pretty much every episode I've done, I've said that. So please,
2: please. (laughs) (laughs) If any you can see the conviction in his face, guys. So there we go. Rick is throwing down the gauntlet on this one. Um, but yeah, I really I'm happy that you suggested this episode, Rick, because I wouldn't have thought to do it. And I had such a whale of a time watching just old Derek clips today on YouTube. Um, between it was my first study day of this year of university today, so I broke up my studies with Derek clips, and it made Brilliant. the day fly by. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. And so there we. I better give the uh, contact details out because if you are a psychic get in contact yeah. so anyone get in contact
1: well well maybe, maybe they know
2: oh they probably already know yeah they've already emailed me it's um w-t-a-t-u pod at gmail.com or you can go to weirdtales and the and contact directly through there on that website you can also find links to all the important things to do with the show supporting it monetarily buying merchandise uh social media pages all that stuff we're on twitter we're on facebook you can contact us on there as well Um and you can also go to my website which is bobshoy.com, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y, to see other shows that I work on. Uh, I never ask, but leave a rating review, that really helps. And tell a friend who might like the show, because it's amazing. That's the best way for a podcast to grow. Um and we can still grow, you know, five, six years down the line, we can still grow. Definitely. Um so yeah, tell a friend, because that's the best way to spread the love about podcasts. If I want to have if I want to know about a podcast, it's impossible to search around and find one. But if one of my friends suggests one, I might check it out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, And I think we're done, Rick.
1: Well, just just a little something from me. Um, I just I was just saying uh, before we started recording, um, I was just listening to the "Who We're Going to Be" episode, which is the one prior to this, yes. and it was it was really nice hearing that listener feedback. Specifically, Catherine, thank you so much. Um, I I'm not on Facebook because I think it's uh, an absolute affront to humanity, and mm-hmm. it's a place where you go to lose your mind and hate yourself and other people. So I tend to stay off of it. But if anyone's got any feedback, throw it through to Bob because you know we talk. He, he can send stuff through to me and. And it's really nice hearing from you guys. That positive feedback is, is always really nice to hear. So thank you.
2: Yeah, anything anything that uh, mentions Rick, I'll make sure it goes his way. So do do that. And I know a lot of people have contacted saying they like the revisited episode, so they'll continue. Um, and hopefully there'll be another one before the end of the year, maybe. I've got a few ideas. Um, I'll pass some on to you, Rick. We'll, we'll decide on one. Sounds good. Uh, until then, I think we're done. Until next time, spook you later. <laughs> Love it.
1: No, terrible, terrible. <laughs> Good enough.
2: <laughs> we'll bring about the puns next series. We're bringing them
0: back.
1: Yeah. I love the <laughs> puns. I do miss them. I do miss them. Was this all the early episodes? It was, it's when you guys started giving up on them and you're just like, till next time. Uh, I
2: yeah. Because <laughs> we always forgot to think of them when we we're putting the episode together. We said the one thing that is, we've learned from the series of skepticism after putting a whole series aside, not doing a proper episode, the thing we've decided on is like, yeah, just carry on, but bring back the puns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i really have enjoyed this this season actually and yeah just just to throw in my little bit on that tangents man the tangents are where it's at when i was, when I was driving back yesterday and you mentioned the rice cooker one. i was pissing myself laughing because that would got me going as well and i actually very nearly bought one because of this hold
0: up